You know the vibes. Welcome back to another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast presented by NBA 2K23. Mo and BJ are back in the building. BJ, how you doing? Come on, Mo, give me another choice. You know what it is. You know what it is. And you know how we do it. NBA basketball. We back. We talking. We with our and our people are with us. And you know how we roll. So let's get it, Mo. What's, what's hot on the topics today? What's hot on the topics? The hot topic right now is we touched on it yesterday, but I feel like we need to delve deeper because more about the situation has occurred. We're talking, of course, about Trey Young and the Atlanta Hawks. Right now, he's just tipped off the game against the OKC Thunder. He's not having the best first quarter. But here is what happened today before the game. He was asked about what happened on Friday from his perspective. And he said, I mean, it was just a situation. I mean, we're all grown men here. And sometimes we don't all agree. It's unfortunate that private situations and private conversations get out into the public. But I guess that's the world we live in now. I'm just going to focus on basketball and help my team win. Okay? Which is a good, nice PR answer. You know, that's what he should say. That's what he should say. But here's an interesting article that I read, or it's an extract from a show. Roger Bell, who played in the league, said to a reporter, Sam Amick, a friend of the show, he said, Sam, is there any sense of where the team falls on this? And he compared it to a similar situation with Zach Wilson, who I assume is an NFL player. Zach Wilson? Um, he's a quarterback. Mm -hmm who must have had a similar situation. I don't really know about NFL. Anyway, um, Sam Amick said, the answer is pretty clear. The players, if they were picking sides on this, to be honest with you, would be on Nate's side. So they would side with, you know, yesterday we talked about it's easier for an organization to replace a coach rather than a superstar player. But Sam Amick is saying that the rest of the Hawks team would rather side with Nate McMillan and it's Trey Young who's out here tripping. What do you make of that? Um, when was this reported? Just now. Four hours ago. Just before tip. Or just a couple hours before tip off. Um, now let's address the first thing. I think the first thing you were talking about was Russell Wilson. I believe that's who you were talking about. Yeah. Quarterback, football quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And the second thing is, you know, when I hear things get out, okay, like what's been reported, again, I haven't read it, so I'm just going on by what you said, and reported by Sam Amick, who is a very reputable uh, reporter here, uh, who I really respect. I, it, he used to be at USA Today. Who's, who's reporting that? Who's reporting that one? It was Sam Emick having a conversation with Roger Bell, and it was on a podcast. Okay, it was on this podcast, okay. Yeah, it was um, on, I think, the Ringer NBA show podcast. Okay, yeah, Sam. So Sam is very, very respected here in the United States. Uh, you know, shout out to Sam. So when I hear things like this, he's just not pulling something out of his hat. He's spoken to someone that knows or was in that room. Multiple people, by the sounds of it, it's multiple people he's spoken to. Yeah, so easy, you know, this isn't something that's just, well, someone is just saying. You know, I, I, I know Sam. So now it, this leads me to believe the following. You know, there's something going on here. And I, and, and again, 
Nate, I've been knowing Nate for, God, I mean, like forever and a day. You know, Nate is one terrific coach. He's a hell of a coach, Mo. Mm -hmm. He's a communicator. He's a straight shooter. Now, we can, we can, you know, we can have different opinions on his style or his system and all of those things. But Nate's a straight shooter when it comes to this. Mm -hmm. Now I think it comes down to the following. When you win, Mo, you, you tend to overlook things. <laughs> okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but when you lose, Mo, they get magnified. Mm -hmm. And I think here, Mo, and I'm going to stick to what I said yesterday and double down on it. One of us ha have to be wrong. Either the media is wrong because we keep expecting and placing expectations on this Atlanta Hawks team that they're not able to achieve. So either we're wrong in the media or the players are wrong and they're wrong by thinking that they're better than what they really are. Either way, it doesn't work. And right now that responsibility lies solely on the shoulders of their best player. And that's Trey Young. So Trey Young, in my opinion, has two options here. He can continue to, you know, be passive about this and say there was a misunderstanding and no one knows. Or he can lead and say, you know what, there was a miscommunication with, you know, the coach and I. I want to share my responsibility on what happened and move on from there. That's that's all you can do. Because right now, Mo, if it continues to go the way it's going and there's more and more speculation without someone, you know, letting, you know, if someone not saying uh, what's really going on here, Mo, this is going to be, pro this is going to be a problem. It's mm -hmm. going to be a problem for their, it's going to be a problem for their team. Because let me tell you something. You know, Mo, this 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 Atlanta Hawks team was put together with the idea that they can win. Mm -hmm. They have all of the they have all of the pieces. And so far they've they've underdelivered right now. Mm -hmm. They've underdelivered. So you can't just be, you know, the star of the team when things are going good. You got to buckle in and strap it in and own your stripes when the thing is going bad. And right now, Mo, listen, they got two all-star guards, Clint Capella. What's the kid? Collins. Mm -hmm. For now. For now. Well, I mean. They haven't been every Collins trade is a good player. <laughs> yeah, I think he's a very good player, well, but they well, haven't been every he trade. Should be in every tra he, he should be in every trade rumor. And here's why. Because you got to play. You have to pay Deontay Murray. You don't, you don't trade for Deontay Murray. Yeah. Figure out what you're going to do with them. Okay. You can't have three players making over a hundred million dollars, Mo, and you can't get out of first round. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mo, this is a business. This is this is a part of the business that everyone has to adhere to. You can't have three players over a hundred million dollars and Clint Capella and uh uh was it Boyan, right? That, that that kid is over there, right? Yep. Well, they got a lot of money invested into this team. Mm -hmm. That's the economics of the yeah, business Bogdan, we're yeah. in. Bogdan, right? Yeah. You have Bogdan, 
Clint Capella, Collins, Murray, uh, Trey Young, and you can't get out of the first round. Now, come on, Mo. We have not seen DeJounte in the playoffs with them yet. So, I mean, this is still the first season well, of DeJounte, but... Mo, this is still the first season. However, Deontay Murray is going to be there. You can't trade for Deontay Murray and not re-sign him. Oh, yeah, 100%. Okay. So, he Deontay Murray is there. Okay? Trey Young is signed long-term. So, mm -hmm. I'm assuming, based on the contract, he's there. Mm -hmm. But you can't have three players over $100 million. How are you going to justify it? Mm -hmm. And you got to play Clint Capella, and you got to pay – you got to build a team. You know, uh, um, a Congo as well, who they're big on, you know, the young big one. That's what I'm saying. But, but it, to me, this is just business. However, the business is, okay, Trey Young, you got to show up and do your part. Mm -hmm. As my man – Prime time, Coach Prime. Shout out to Coach Prime here in the in, in, in the states. He said, you, "It ain't it ain't it ain't enough just to show up. You got to show up and show out." Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, <laughs> now Mo, Mo. Now it's time. It's time, Mo. It's time now. Now everyone's feeling the pressure there. Coach McMillan is feeling the pressure. Every play when I watch the Atlanta Hawks is for a Trey Young. What's the problem? Mm -hmm. The guy has the ultra green light. What's the problem, Mo? The greenest of lights. Okay, so Mo, I don't know what the problem is now. So I would hope, I would hope that they, when I say they, Coach Young, I mean Trey Young and Coach McMillan figure this thing out. Yeah, because that's the only way this works. If it continues to go down this path, to me, it's obvious what has to happen. Because you can't pay everybody, Bo. You can't pay everybody. Mm -hmm. and that's you, that's just that's how it works. And if you're going to have a payroll like that, a la the Golden State Warriors, Bo, you got to win. Mm -hmm. That's fair, right, Bo? Yep, and they paid DeAndre Hunter's getting like 20, 25 million a season. I, I didn't even put him in there. Mo, that's what I'm saying, Mo. That's what I'm saying. Like, yep. now, it, it, it's, you got to show up and you got to show out, Mo, once you get there. Mm -hmm. And here on the Hoop Genius Podcast, we go show out. We got to tell it like it is. That's facts. Well, we had we're, a... We're, we're, we are, we're friends of Trey Young. We like Trey Young. However, Trey Young... It's time now. Mm -hmm. It's time. Well, we had a trade in the Discord server that some of the listeners suggested. And it's a very hefty trade. And they wanted to know whether this was the first time Mo and BJ would actually like a trade that was proposed. And it's a very big <laughs> trade. And I'm going to give okay, you a spoiler ahead. alert. BJ is not going to like this trade because I don't think this trade makes sense. But I'm going to give it to you anyway because we've got to give the people what they want. The trade involves three teams. The Lakers, the Hawks, and the Bulls. By the way, if you want your trade ideas evaluated, get in the Discord server and let us know. The trade involves the Lakers, the Hawks, and the Bulls. The link to the Discord server is in the description of the show. The Lakers would receive Nikola Vucevic and Lonzo Ball from Chicago. Bogdan Bogdanovic, DeJounte Murray, and John Collins from the Hawks. The Hawks would receive Patrick Beverly, Anthony Davis, Kendrick Nunn from the Lakers, and Marco Simonovic from the Bulls. And the Bulls would receive Russell Westbrook, Onyeka Kongru from the Hawks, 
Russell Westbrook and a first round pick from the Lakers. Now, let me tell you why this trade, I don't like it. First of all, hold on, hold on. Say, say it again more. I'm going to write this down because it, it, it was so many okay. moving pieces. Okay. So the Lakers receive Lakers. Vucevic and Lonzo Ball from the Chicago Bulls. They also receive Bogdan, DeJounte, and John Collins from the Hawks. Bogdan and who? DeJounte. And Mur- Murray. Yeah, Murray. Yeah, Murray and John Collins. The one they just got from... Yeah, the one they just got. The one they just got. Okay. And the Hawks would receive Patrick Beverly, Anthony Davis, and Kendrick Nunn. The AD... Pat Bev and Kendrick Nunn. Bev and Nunn. Okay. And also Marco Simonovic would be a throw-in from the Bulls, I guess, to make the salaries work. Okay. Okay. And the Bulls would receive Russell Westbrook, a 2026 first-round pick, from the Lakers and Onyeka Okongwu from the Atlanta Hawks. So <clears throat> I'll give you my reaction. First of all, there's no way the Hawks are trading DeJounte Murray. It would be insane for them to do that. They're essentially giving up DeJounte Murray and John Collins to receive back Anthony Davis and Patrick Beverly. Anthony Davis, who the Lakers, the way he's playing right now, would definitely not trade. Plus, factor in, he is a clutch sports boy, so I don't know if LeBron would want to see him traded. Um, and obviously, he's not as available as John Collins, even though he is a superior talent. But Patrick Beverly is far inferior in comparison to DeJounte Murray. You know, DeJounte gives you so much more on offense, and he gives you very good defense, whereas Patrick Beverly only really gives you defense. And he used to be able to give you a couple of three-pointers. So I don't think the Lakers want to trade AD. I don't think the Hawks would want to trade DeJounte Murray. <laughs> and then the Bulls would be giving up Vucevic and Lonzo Ball essentially for one first round pick, which maybe they need. Uh, but also they would take on the side of Russell Westbrook this year and they would get Onyeka Okongwu going forwards. Uh, do I think that the Bulls would do that? I don't think so, because it would also then mean that they have to trade DeRozan and Zach Levine if they were going to do all of that. BJ, what are your thoughts, though? Um, this looks like someone put this through a, you know, one of those trade. That's exactly things. what happened. Yep. And this is what it spit out. Now, okay. First of all, all right. I'm looking at the Bulls. Okay, let's take the, let's take my bullies. Mm-hmm. So let's say let's say if the Bulls were to do this, okay, the Bulls then would be in an all out rebuild. Okay. We don't use that word here. Retool. They will be in an all retooling. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. They will be in an all out tier where they are building now a square one. Okay. Way the Lakers are playing right now. I don't know, you know, that first round pick, I don't know what it is, but okay. That's another, that's another discussion. And that means that the bulls now would have to build their team via the draft, via free agency, which historically they haven't, no, it hasn't been a, you know, it hasn't been a situation for them. So I don't see the Bulls doing that. The way AD is playing right now, I mean, those are like historical numbers he's had over the, you know, last couple of games, right? I mean, the guy's been playing lights out. I don't understand why the Lakers would trade, you know, depending on how you look at it, 
You know, right now, AD is playing the game at the highest level, right? I and mean, he's playing the game now at a level, you know, he's playing the game now at a he's level. playing MVP basketball right now. Yeah, I mean, he's he's playing the game now where, you know, I, I, I get it, LeBron, LeBron. But right now, without question, AD is the best player of the team. Mm-hmm. And they're winning. So you, you know, I think the, I think it's, I think, you know, LeBron has handed over the reins to him and he's accepted it. And I think if they're going to win and play winning a winning brand of basketball, AD is going to have to continue to play like this. That's just a fact mm-hmm. at this stage. You know, LeBron gets 30 and they win as long as AD gets 40. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but if, if, if LeBron is leading the team and scoring, I, I don't, I'm not saying they can't win that way. I'm just saying, I think they found a formula that works for them. If AD is the best player out there on the floor, it increases their chances of winning significantly. So yeah. I don't see that happening. Then you get to the Hawks. I just don't see them trading Deontay Murray at this stage. I, I, I don't, I don't even see that. I don't even see why the Lakers would get ball back with the knee. He's had knee issues now. Vucevic and LeBron, that doesn't even seem like a, that didn't even seem like, you know, that. I mean, a that, shooting that big in theory works well, but the lack of defense on Vucevic. Just a on the shooting other the big acts well. We've already seen that. It wasn't that the Gasol experiment. Remember? Yeah, wasn't I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It wasn't that the Gasol. We need a, a, a perimeter big who can stretch the floor. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So now you're going to ask a, a, a guy again who is in year 20 to carry that load. Haven't we been down this path already, Mo? Mm-hmm. We okay. have indeed. Okay. So I don't see that one. I I, I don't see this happening. It, it just doesn't make good sense for everyone, you know, involved. I, I, I don't think it, it I don't think it works. Yeah. But, I just don't think this works. But speaking of trading anti Davis. With the way he's playing, there's no way the Lakers trade him. But the Lakers do have those two future first-round picks that they've been hesitant to trade. Do you think now is the time to actually trade them and bulk up the roster and go all in? No, I don't. I I don't. Here's why. Here's why, Mo. Let's you and I put up. Let's you and I put on one of our goals is to be an owner in the league. Yes. Okay. Okay, Mo. These franchises, how do you make money if you are – the owner or on the governors of one of these teams. Okay. How, what is it that, what makes these franchises so valuable? Okay. It's when you do your evaluations of these franchises, you have to, you know, put together a team that can compete now, but you also have to protect and make sure that the franchise and the brand continue to grow in the future. Mm-hmm. If they continue to give away these future picks, which the current players, it means nothing to the current players. Well, Rob Palenka has said, let me be abundantly clear. LeBron committed to our organization, so we're going to commit to him, including those picks to see him to the finish line. He emphasized that you only get one shot to trade the picks. So it's clear that Rob Palenka does intend to trade those picks at some point. The question is just what trade package they will be for. Okay. I'll believe it when I see it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So again, if I'm putting on my owner's hat, if I'm on the governor's 
if I'm one of the governors there for any franchise, the most valuable thing to have is you want to have all of your, you know, you know, I, I don't, the term, you want to have all of your picks, you want to have your books in order, you want to have your franchise where if someone were to look at all of your, the things that with, within the franchise and they did an evaluation, you have everything in order. All your books are in order. Yeah. If the team were to sell now and you have no future picks, you've just devalued your franchise mm -hmm. by hundreds of millions of dollars. It does make rebuilding. Okay. I know it's LA and they think they can get any free agent they want. Okay, but... okay, okay. Hey, you, you, can, you have the right to think whatever you want. When these guys move in free agency, unlike in yesteryear, you're going to lose a significant amount of money because the way the collective bargaining agreement is set up, and it's going to change again here shortly. Yep. When you move, you're going to lose significant, a significant amount of money to lose because the collective bargaining agreement is set up for players to stay with their home team. Mm -hmm. That's no one can argue. The business is set up because when players start moving, it's more difficult to root for the team. Mm -hmm. That's just, it is what it is. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying you, if you want your stars, you want your stars to stay put. Why? Because it's better for the business. Yep. Now, we always love to we love the fact that players start going from place to place. Okay. But here's the truth of it. They lose a significant amount of money. Yep. Because you get a bigger contract. You're not going to be eligible for the Supermax and stuff like that unless you've had a certain amount of years. With so the it's never about the money, but it is about the money. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. It's never about the money. It is about the money. I'm not trading my picks because I'm not, and I've already done all I, in my eyes, you can do. And now the owner or the governors of these teams, they have to look out for, for the brand. Mm -hmm. Because believe it or not, Mo, the game is going to go on with or without these players two, three, four years from now. Mm -hmm. Look at the franchise now, Mo. LeBron's not going to be around forever. It is what it is. Now, you can say all of these things and da-da-da, and uh, okay, that's great. But then I don't want to hear it in 2026 when they've won one game in 50 games. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's the worst coach. This guy's the worst GM. Only thing you could hold on to it, but we won a championship in 2023. Okay. And even that, a midseason trade of that magnitude with that many moving parts to come in and win a championship with is a tall task for any franchise. Yeah. Now, now here's what I will say. If this franchise, if this team looks as if they have a legit chance at the trade deadline, 
and something does become available that truly can push them over the top. Do you have to take a look at it? Absolutely. But until that happens, Mo, we've seen since last year a 10-game stretch that I think everybody is like, hmm. They've had a – this is the best 10 games they've had in, in a year and a half. This is the best 10 games they've had since the bubble. Okay, so Mo, I'm not going to get too far ahead of myself. I want to see this team stay healthy. I want to see AD continue to play like this. I want to see how long is this going to last. And then if we get to the trade deadline and there becomes there becomes a player, a player like a DeMar DeRozan becomes available. Let's say DeMar DeRozan becomes available, Mo. Mm-hmm. A player like that. The team is playing great. Let's say the team is in the top four in the West. Two to three games out. Mo, now you're talking. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to let 10 games in November <laughs> all of a sudden got me. <laughs> yeah, we want to no. see if they can okay. stay healthy as well. Like, Let's see. Let's see. Mo, let's see what this is. I love what the Lakers are doing right now, right? Because I just like to see guys play. I, I do. I, 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 it doesn't matter for me. You know, I did a basketball clinic for my, for my six-year-old yesterday. It doesn't matter. The balls are bouncing. Shoes are squeaking. I'm there. Mm-hmm. AD is playing. This is the AD we all been looking for. That's the, that's the crazy thing. Bo, this is the one we've been all looking for. Mm-hmm. Good for him. Good for the Lakers. Now, let's see how long it lasts. And then if something comes up, you know, I, we'll, we'll, we'll deal with that when we come to it. But right now, I'm not ready to do that. Right now, early December. Well, if you guys have any more trade proposals that you think would be good, let us know in the Discord. Like I said, the link is in the description of this show. And we'll react to them here live on the show because we've got to give the people what they want. But it is going to take a mighty trade proposal to get the approval of one Mr. BJ Armstrong, executive extraordinaire. Um, I also think it's very early in the year to start talking about trades. Like at least give it till Christmas, New Year. Then you're looking at a month and a bit until the trade deadline. And okay, cool. But you never know. You never know who's going to press the panic button early on. You never know teams like the Atlanta Hawks if things continue to deteriorate over there and there has to be a change and the whole squad says that they're picking the coach instead of Trey Young. Who knows what could happen? But as BJ said, it's, it's still early. It's still November or it's December now, but you know what I mean. Uh, mm-hmm. But let us know in the Discord. Get involved and uh, also feel free to send your questions. We should do another episode answering some questions. We've not done that for a minute. So send your questions in and BJ and I will get cooking with them because we're going to be back for the rest of the week with more NBA talk. Make sure you don't go anywhere. Subscribe to the show. Leave a review, leave a rating, and all that good stuff. And until next time, you know the vibes. Get buckets.